Hi, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name is Kay. We will be reading from the book Made for This for every woman and man who wants to listen by Jenny Allen. Kay, what is your anything? Philippians 3, 7 says, Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. That night, we prayed anything. I told God, from this point on, things are changing. I am living for the moment when I will face you. I want to get to heaven out of breath. Having willingly done anything that you, God of the universe, asked me to do, anything. Okay, this is blowing me away, just how personal... And it's like you can just hear her whole heart. I cannot wait to see what happens, That what God did. This is crazy. This is so cool. So Zach and I prayed anything every night for a week. Every night we offered up something else to God as though we were little kids. We lifted up our house to him as if it were a little red plastic Monopoly house that we were willing to trade him. We offered our home, our jobs, our places, and our talents, and step by step, he answered yes or no. This way or that. Eventually, he led us into radical, life-unpending changes, including adoption, new ministries, new cities, and other things beyond what we could have come up with by ourselves. But it started with the little everyday things. And as he peeled our grip off our lives, it hurt. He asked us to jump. As he asked us to jump, it terrified us. But we discovered that's how the best things start. Wow. How to pray anything. Praying anything is where it all begins. It's not just saying mere words or reckless sacrifices. Praying anything begins with love. Actual loving a person. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Starting with love and moving through to obedience, here are the most important steps to praying the anything prayer. Number one, experience Christ. Anything begins with a relationship with the God of the universe through Christ who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Laying down all that we love more than him is next. And that may take a while. It took many years of God chipping away at me. And even still, it is a daily surrender. But after that, after you are all surrendered, willing, abandoned, sold out, and all in, then what? Pray. Our story began long before we prayed. The night we uttered the words was just a step in the process of surrender. 
but it was an important step. God wants to be invited in to lead your life. For your heart to stand before him and say, you have me. Do anything with me. You know what, Kay? Um, Do you know all the heavens and all the angels are up there waiting to be invited down as is the Holy Spirit and God to work on your behalf? People forget what they have being a child of God that we can, and they literally wait. The angel's hands are tied because some people don't want or know that they can call to God, the Holy Spirit, and the heavens to help them. Yeah, that's very, very important. God wants to be invited and to lead your life. That is a bold, beautiful move. Continuing to mean it daily as his will unfolds will prove even more powerful. Ask him to show you where he wants you to pour out your life and gifts and resources. I know yours, haha, ministry. <laughs> God speaks. He speaks first through his word. If I hadn't read God's word to us about caring for the poor and the orphan dozens of times, I would have sensed, I would have never sensed his spirit leading me to adopt. Or if it wasn't clear to me the passionate way Christ loved me and pouring out his life for me, I would not be compelled to do the same for others. We know who God is because of his word. We must read it. His spirit's leading always is tied up in his word. We are to walk with God in spirit and truth. One without the other is not of God. It is either a false spirit or dead religion. So you read and study and search and pray. Then you ask God to lead you. When we were feeling led in specific anythings, it wasn't through an audible voice. It was through promptings in our spirits that burning in our gut when we know something is real. It burns, but is also subtle, gentle, and mysteriously quiet. Sometimes he quickly makes himself clear, and sometimes it involves months of processing and wrestling with God till we know for sure. But he does still speak to our hearts because he has things for us here, things we cannot accomplish without him band together surrender yourself with people on the same mission we were built to need people we cannot passionately surrender and follow god alone we were built for bands of brothers and sisters to fight beside us find a church start a study or small group get creative find people to live on a mission with who will make you better help you remember and help you live your anything. Intentionally pursue people who make you better. It is very important to have the right people in your life. It is. It is, yeah. Because there are spirits that will drag you down Mm -hmm. if you are not with the right people. A lot of people say when they become Christians that all of their friends aren't Christians, And they're going to continue to hang with them. And then you hear some of them say, well, 
I fell because I went to the bar, thought I could be strong, and I'm smoking and doing drugs and drinking. You cannot do that. I mean, God's going to forgive you, and I mean, he'll give you strength to get through it. He's going to pull you through it, but it is important that you're with the proper people or you won't grow. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to speak for myself on my own journey. It took me a while to figure out who those people were. It took, when you are friends or you've hung in the company of people for a long time, sometimes it's hard to just walk away from that. True. It's hard to turn away from that. It's hard to, but I know that as time went by, God made a way when I couldn't see a way. And one by one by one. They were falling off like flies. <laughs> you know, and okay, God cool. placed me in, in, you know, people that walk beside us or walk beside me and well not um, only that your whole family came to the lord that yes, was that yeah. was just the craziest yeah. thing yeah. ever one by one by one, one by one by one by one yeah. and you all grew stronger yeah. and just and, and that's huge also yes it huge. is yeah very huge obey obey do what he says whatever he says you will be miserable until you obey Amen. Yep. Even if it is hard, even if it is costly, it will be worth it. No matter the cost, obey and trust him with the consequences of obedience. Whatever we consider valuable, it will pale in comparison to him. These things, Paul said, I consider them garbage, (laughs) that I may gain Christ and be found in him. That's how they compare. He is more than worth giving whatever we have to give. Then he gets in and actually restores us, unwinds our mess of a head and soul. His mercy trumps the most epic of stories. This God is real and he is worth my surrender. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's funny. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Sheds new light on that. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When we have our lives in gripped hands and we consider handing them over, most of us get that feeling. Fear mixed with adrenaline, mixed with nausea. It feels as though we might die if we jump. But when I prayed anything, what I feared would bind me, set me free. It stung like death, and it still feels like death. But that feeling is the key turning in the lock. On the other side of pain is freedom, peace, joy, hope, and the loss of control. It's how we were made to live. You know, something comes to mind being unequally yoked. And how many times our whole life, Kay, have we been unequally yoked in relationships? And we thought because we're a child of God, he's going to change that person. And just make it so good. If there's anything that we learned, don't be unevenly yoked. I'm telling you, you need to walk away from it because that will bring you down faster than anything. I just remember him telling me, oh, yeah, I believe in God. Oh, yeah, I have a relationship with him. Right. Uh, Yet, 
he was having affairs and drinking and smoking and, you know, all of this. And we would have one intimate conversation about God and it restored my hope. And it it shouldn't have because you can tell by the fruit. Okay, so not only that, they will try to get you to continue to stay with them and live an unhealthy and be in an unhealthy relationship. Just don't ever, ever love anything more than God. Wow. God needs to be first in your life. If you're in a relationship with a non-believer, you are not going to be happy and you're going to waste your life. I did it for years, almost 20 years. I regret every single bit of it. And I am so mad at myself for allowing that to steal 20 years of my life, Kay. And the the path that I could have gone down, I just still sit and think about. I can't keep thinking about the past. I know that. But I'm telling anybody, get out of the relationship Fall before God because believe you me, he has a whole lot better plan for you than Satan keeping you bound by a love that isn't, it's dysfunctional, point blank dysfunctional. And Satan wants to keep you in that spot because it keeps you from growing, becoming closer to God and God using you, plus blessing you. You feel so much better when you get rid of those dark forces that are all around and when you walk into that atmosphere. Right. And you're you're talking about dating relationships? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. I'm not okay. going to ask you to leave your husband. No. Right. Yeah. No, no. Thank, thank you, Miss okay. Kate. Yes. Right. It's, yeah, okay. it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, uh. A dating relationship. Okay. So fall. So why do we do it? Why pray anything and then do anything? What if these little acts of obedience were a small part of a matrix of dominoes unfolding the glory of God? Small because after all, I am a small domino in a huge matrix. Could he bypass me and find another route? Of course, he's God. But What if I laid down my life, my domino, and threw that unleashed an army of others who laid down and unleashed their obedience? What if through this matrix, God's glory was displayed? Many dominoes have fallen behind me to allow me to fall. Watching friends fall into adoption prepared our hearts for falling into adoption. And countless mentors and friends have fallen into my life to help me fall into ministry through writing. We are all dominoes. We all have our place. What is yours? I beg you, all of us, to fall. Fall into obedience that will shape the glory of God in our generation. We don't want to get to heaven and realize we missed it. That God rerouted around us. Besides, I have a feeling that what God has for us are the best things in life, and I don't want to miss them. Oh my gosh, Kay. We don't want to get to heaven and realize we missed it, that God rerouted around us. 
he had to reroute around me for 20 years. Do you know what I'm saying? Isn't that crazy? Wow. For his purpose. You know, because his, his purpose will be fulfilled. Oh, yes, absolutely. His word will be fulfilled. So what are the questions that we're going to ask our audience to think about next week, Miss Kay? Yeah, the first one is, why would you pray anything? Is God worth it to you? And my thought there is um, that would I don't want to miss the route, right? Because I know that he's rerouted around my life also because of my disobedience. And Boy, that, and a lot too. And, and not being all in. So when you think about what your anything is, where do you feel your heart taking you? What scares you most and makes you most excited? List these things and pray through them in reflection. You know, it's funny because I have written down here, missing my calling, changing my life, and doing something new. Well, Kay found something marked in her book. We tried to do this in 2020 through the pandemic. We were on Zoom and we started this and then we didn't get very far. But Kay, what did you have written in your book about me? I didn't even know she wrote this. Yeah, Um, because at the end we would take prayer requests. And I had written down uh, T, we call her T. She had spoken about wanting to get into some sort of a ministry, some sort of a radio or podcast ministry. And I made it, I'm here. And you're here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool because I didn't even know that was there. When you think about praying your own anything, what is the most difficult thing to release control of to God to lift up to him? Well, for me... It was your job. Part of it was my yeah. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to let go of and to go like... And realizing how I want to try to control things. Isn't it crazy the blessings we miss <clears throat> because we think we have to control something mm-hmm. and then let go and let God do his thing? Oh, oh. my goodness. Yeah. It is insane if is you insane. let him be in control. It true. It truly is. There is a temptation to think surrender should look like the radical, crazy stuff everyone else can see. What small, quiet, obedient step is God calling you to right now? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. What small, mm-hmm. quiet, obedient step is God calling you to do right now that's a good one that's a good one if god actually told you what he wanted you to do would you be afraid to do it how do you imagine this will work itself out in your everyday and ordinary moments if god actually told you what he wanted you to do would you be afraid to do it even as christians we're afraid to take steps in certain directions it's a leap of faith it is a huge leap of faith huge like stepping off the cliff oh yeah yeah help (laughs) yeah help we have no idea how our small acts of obedience impact others some of our anything feels flashy and fancy but most fall into secret places. And that throws us. We think we need to do something grand to prove our surrender. But God is so pleased with the times of prayer and obedience that happen in secret. Your father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Whose faith has shaped yours? What 
is it about their obedience that has influenced you? Get an hour alone and journal. Can you pray something? Do it today. Don't wait. Write it out. Tear it out and share it with the people closest to you. Take a photo and mark this decision. It's your turning point. So, Kay, what are we going to read and reflect on this week? Friends, we are getting in deep. I know I have never promised you easy, but when it comes to actually praying this prayer, actually handing it all over, I have received many, many letters about how finally letting go has often been agonizing. It is. Paul is one of my favorite models of surrender in scripture. He describes the tension so clearly and yet is so sure of his own surrender. His faith emboldens mine. This week, read Philippians 3, 7 through 11. What did Paul hold as his greatest possession? How did that affect his view of suffering? How did that affect his view of blessings? After reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? What do you want from me? Read Philippians 3, 7 through 11. Thank you for joining us this week. We pray that you have a blessed week. Let go and let God. Anything. Anything. Anything and everything. See you next week.